Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast. Uh, as always, you guys know who we are, but we've got a pretty special guest this week. Coming off a huge win a couple of weeks ago, I guess now, more than a couple of weeks ago. No? Like a week? Uh, it's probably, got, probably like 10 days ago. 10 days ago, we got Mark Anguiano. How's it going, Mark? Good, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, yeah. Thanks for making the time. So, as I mentioned, you just had a huge win at the Colorado Open. And what did you go? 27 under or 28 under? 29 under. 29 close. under. That's like <laughs> way too far under. Did you ever get it to 30? No, I almost did. I had I had an eagle pitch on the last hole, and I left it about six inches short. I needed to hit it harder. Man, that is cool. 30 under is deep. I don't care what course you're playing or where you're playing, dude. 30 under is deep, man. Yeah, I was trying to get to 30 under, honestly, before the day started. And uh, just because, like, with the – where the field was, like, I figured if I got to 30, no one else had a chance, really, except the guy I was tied with. So right. that was that was nice to be at least close to that. About yeah, to say, so. that was probably, like, your your goal going into Sunday because, I mean, a few guys finished, you know, right on your tail. And breaking – a few guys broke the, the scoring record but didn't win the tournament, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it, it didn't – it didn't firm up because usually tournaments like that, they firm yeah. up as the week goes on, but it rained Friday, Saturday night or not at night during the afternoon uh, as the rounds were going on on Friday and Saturday. So it kind of softened it up pretty, pretty much like, you know, the whole time. So it uh, didn't get any firmer and it, it maybe got a little easier, but I mean, the situation made it harder. So kind of, it kind of just made it you know, normal all week. Yeah. I mean, Nolan and Zach, at the end of the day, they're 29 under. That's deep, man. That's does not matter hard. what court. It's, it doesn't matter <laughs> what card. It's, it's hard to make that many birdies in 72 holes, man. Like, I don't care where you're playing. Like, that's, that's hard. How many eagles did you make? I made one eagle, two bogeys, and 29 birdies. Wow. A lot of birdies. <laughs> That's rolling the rock. I mean, were you obviously you're rolling the rock pretty well. Were you just stuffing a lot too at the same time? Yeah, the last two days I was doing everything good. Uh, the second round I played good. I didn't make anything. I shot foreigner, but I was just like, I felt like I was two putting. It kind of frustrating, but um, I played super well the last two days. I kind of just hit it a lot inside ten feet. Pretty much made it all those putts. And, uh, yeah, didn't really make any mistakes. Is the audio okay? Are you guys hearing me okay? I hear you. Re-mute yourself when you're not talking. I see it's definitely from your end. Don't worry. We'll cut that out. I tried doing that, too. We won't cut it out, but. I think it is re- (laughs) It's the hotel. (laughs) But, yeah, before we get more into the recent tournament, I know a lot of people have been following you more recently. We could get into that a little bit. But give us a little uh, preview of, your how you got started in golf if you went to play in college yeah I started playing golf when I was 12 uh my mom basically took me to summer camp nearby our, our house where we grew up in southern California 
And I was playing a lot of baseball at, at the time, a little bit of basketball and soccer. Um, what positions in like baseball and basketball did you play? Second base. I was good at second base. I was just small. Like I, when I was a freshman in high school, I was like five foot three, hundred pounds. No. Um, and I grew like eight inches throughout high school. So I was too small for baseball at the time, but I was a really good defender. Like I played second base really well. I was a, I was a pretty smart player, but I just didn't have the strength to bat, you know, high up in the order. So I kind of lost my love for baseball and luckily golf was right there for the taking and I fell in love with it real right away. And so I grew up, you know, pretty much playing. I made the high school team right away and got better as the years went on. And luckily it got good enough to go to Cal State Fullerton in Southern California to play four years there. So uh, it was a great decision. I loved every minute of it. The coach and the team, they were all great. We had some great chemistry there. And so after my senior year, I had a really good senior year. Turned pro the summer after uh, I finished uh, the spring semester there. And um, yeah, that which was 2014. And I've been at it ever since. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty crazy. I know uh, most people may not have heard of you before this COVID stuff. But I think, I don't know if you've been aware, but I know because uh, Daily Fantasy Sports, they were desperate to make some money. So they started putting on DraftKings contests. And I know uh, through the Twitterverse, I've seen you on it as well. Uh, you've become somewhat of a legend out there that you're like the GOAT mini tour player on DraftKings. <laughs> like you're like the Justin Thomas, but like twice as expensive when mini tour events <laughs> go on. So are you aware of this? It was funny when that all started happening. I was actually super into like how that was all going to work because uh, I think the first events were the outlaw events, if I'm correct or if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Uh, I was like, oh, man, this is kind of cool. I'm actually curious to see uh, who's the favorites and who's like sleeper picks. I was looking I was looking at the odds for sure every, every tournament and texting my buddies because they were texting back like, oh, dude, you're this and that. Who should I pick? I'm like, Oh, dude, that's hilarious. But, you know, you should probably pick me because I feel like I'm playing well. <laughs> no, but it was a lot of fun to see that. And that's some insider trading there, Mark. You better watch out. What's that? That's some insider trading there. You better watch out. <laughs> were you a no, little it was, it was fun. It was were a lot a of fun. Were you that you were such a favorite? Like, you probably should have wished, like, you were 200 to 1 and be like, wow, they really fucked this up. Now I'm just going to bet on myself. <laughs> <laughs> no it, it was fine I don't really care about that stuff but it was just fun to see that for sure yes yeah, so, yeah so that was crazy I know you and a couple other guys like big fan favorites playing all the events have you been grinding on the mini tours for a while yeah so I guess I could just tell you like how my career has been since I turned pro so 2014 I didn't get through Q school and so 2015 and 16 I was on the Latin America tour and got through Q school at the end of 2016 and played full-time on the Corn Ferry Tour in 2017. Uh, lost my full status at the end of 17 and then had conditional status on the Corn Ferry 2018 and 2019. But I ended up playing in Canada those summers, those years, and ended up winning in Canada in 2018. Played really bad last year. Lost my hard for corn Ferry and lost my full status for canada so this year i was just going to play a bunch of state opens mini tour events 
just to make some money back. The, all that money I lost playing poorly those last couple of years. So uh, I've been doing a good job with that so far, even with COVID happening. Yeah, so I guess you knew you'd be one of the better ones, I guess, in the field usually for the mini tour. Is it sort of like there's just the same group of guys usually up near the top? Um, I mean, yeah, I felt like I was one of the better players coming into these mini tour events this year. I felt like if I just played normal, I was going to have a good chance of making good money. And if things went right, I could win, you know, any time. So um, just knowing that, I had some confidence – um going into all these events yeah so you didn't just win i mean you won is it it's like the masters of the mini tour the colorado open for a, a cool 100k there yeah that was awesome i was i couldn't believe it really uh to be honest i just i was trying to peak for that event honestly i saw it on the calendar this year and i was like i gotta go playing that for sure that's the that's the big kahuna yeah what's the buy-in for the event well, I actually had to go qualify for it because a lot of guys this year were trying to play because they had nothing to play in. And so they had a, a lot of guys try to qualify. And so I was already up in Denver doing the Corn Ferry Monday qualifier. And the following day was this was the Colorado State Open qualifier. And so I just did those back-to-back days. Luckily, it worked out that way. And so I got through the qualifier. And I think it was like 600 bucks to play in the tournament. So it's pretty good. Yeah, not a, not a bad return on investment. <laughs> What's that? 600 to the Colorado Open to play? Yes, yeah, 600 bucks to sign up. Yeah, I think I saw that. What was it? First gets 100K, second gets 20K. Is there any uh, – that's like the ultimate pressure right there. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the final day, like, you know, me and, me and the other guy, Carson Jacobs – I keep getting his last name wrong. We're tied going to the last round and third place was three back. And I mean, on the course like that, if we get off to a good start, it's going to be hard for the other guys to catch us. So we pretty much were head to head. It felt like a match play situation kind of day. So we were basically, you know, parring and birdieing uh, against each other. And luckily I was kind of one, one or two up most of the day. He never, never had the lead by himself so that was that was nice for me to to have the lead pretty much the whole time yeah so i know like on on the mini tour i feel like you could do a lot of different things is it like uh poker like you could negotiate a deal like hey uh you give me 60 i'll you take 40 and we call it a day <laughs> i mean i guess you can do that but <laughs> wow you didn't even consider that i would have been hedging for sure <laughs> yeah, right no chance no i don't confidence think that come on yeah, I don't think he would have done that too if you were, if you were, you know, in my shoes. I have plans to enter a mini tour event. That that was my question. I was going to save for later. So I'm very bad at golf. Just blatantly <laughs> not so good. Uh, probably like a thirty handicap. I'm going to have Reed caddying for me though on a mini no, tour event. Thirty, thirty, thirty would be good, man. Yeah, thirty's good. It's true with, with the press, but I got re, I got a PGA Tour caddy on the bag that has to add a couple of strokes. Otherwise, he's going to be out of the job. So, are you really a thirty handicap? No, I'm probably like twenty five. If we're being honest, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not so good at golf. So, but I'm entering a mini tour event because anyone could enter. Would you yeah. be pissed if you were paired up with me, like at a mini tour event, if someone just sucked? Yes. Fuck. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I would I'll, maybe I'll, I would maybe contact the tournament director and be like, 
dude. You better change. Get this guy out of here. Time. Okay, <laughs> you so better switch him out. <laughs> this is what we're gonna do. Since you're you're now a friend of the podcast, who's like your arch rival on the mini tour? And I'm gonna make sure to be with them. <laughs> I mean, I don't have any rivals, but I can mess with a couple of buddies. That that would be hilarious. Okay, I, I can I can probably text the tournament director and be like, you should play Zach. Penster and Matt Picasso together. That'd be absolutely yeah. hilarious. I would love yeah. to watch that. Exactly. You just be like, there's this Canadian guy uh, from Montreal. He's coming out of nowhere. I just think. Yeah, he's going to compete this year. I mean, Zach Penster, that sounds like a good golfer name, too. I mean, it's pretty marketable. So if guys, didn't know you, if guys didn't know you, they'd be like, oh, this guy's probably pretty good. I think it's an awful name for sports my entire life. I'm like, I will never be an athlete. No, but that's wow. Funny. Now I know I could be with him. Uh, you're getting into Monday. What's the schedule the rest of the year? So you go to go to East, you said. Are you doing any, like, uh, uh, Mondays for webs later this year? Are you doing any uh, Mondays for PGA Tour events? Or what, what's kind of a deep deal with that? Yeah, I'm going to do some more Mondays. I guess they start back up like uh, end of September and October, just because there's no corn fairy Mondays for the next four or five events. Um, so I'm just going to play these local IQ events uh, that are happening over here in Georgia and Florida for now and kind of just take it week to week just because things change, you know, everything changed this year. So we'll kind of see how it goes. Is that I mean, kind of like. Schedule's just so throwing around now that it's you know, everything's kind of get, starting to get back on track. Maybe hopefully by next year. Yeah, man, I hope so. I mean, growing up and still living in California and just seeing what's going on there, it's like, oh man, I don't know if we're going to get out of this for a while, you know. And that affects golf tournaments in California, like the Golden State Tour. I don't know what their plan is with tournaments. Um, guys that live there, it's they're we're having a hard time trying to travel and see what we can play in. So it's uh, really hard to make money right now as a pro golfer, for sure. Right. Oh, Reed just unmuted himself. Just, oh, now he's muted. <laughs> Reed, you're muted. <laughs> this guy, just we don't pay him for his ability to use technology. Come on, we. Are you in a hotel room? Yeah, yeah. I just found uh, by the water in San Fran. Are you you're caddying this week? Yeah, PGA. Who are you caddying for? Mark Hubbard. Nice. That's awesome. We're coming up on almost two years now. Oh, that's a great bag. That's that's awesome, man. Good dude, man. Good good human. You know, not even not only a good player, but a good human. Yeah, so, we all root. We all root for him. Uh, just because he's a grinder for sure. We respect the grinders more than the superstars. That's what we always say. Yeah. Okay, then that, that leads to the question, who do you who do you want to see win the PGA? Who do you want to see win? Who do I want to see win? Well, I got a couple buddies that I would love to see win. My, my two good buddies, Kurt Kitayama uh, and his caddy, Brian Martin, they're out there this week. Uh, that guy bombs it. He's five, six, maybe 150 pounds, and he's probably the longest hitter pound for pound I've ever seen. What? Um, he bombs, and it's a bomber's course. If I'm not mistaken, right, Reed? It's you got to hit your driver 
pretty well on your long irons and mid irons pretty well it seems like out there and he can do that for sure and he's he's kind of an underdog pick um he's top 70 in the world maybe top 80 now um he's won twice in europe so i'm really rooting for him doc redmond i know really well um he can sneaky climb up that leaderboard this week but i guess those two guys i don't know who exactly is playing is harry higgs playing have you seen him out there uh, I don't think Higgs is playing. Is Harry he? Higgs, I don't think Harry's in. Okay. No. Well, I'd love to see Keith Mitchell up there. That'd be awesome. Just playing Latin America tour with him. Uh, the first years were pro. So guys like that, I'd love to see contend. That'd be amazing. There's one person in this world that makes me laugh every time I see him with Harry Higgs. I love Harry. He is, he is unreal. We have a lot of good stories from the Latin tour. That's for sure. We we room together a few times. Uh, some crazy ones for sure. So funny, man. He just makes me fucking laugh every time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's uh, he's great. I've I've played with him enough to realize um, that he's really freaking good, and he's got a great attitude. Yeah, is it? Well, I think that's half of it. He never he never lets himself really get down. And he just kind of, bad or good, you know, he doesn't, really doesn't ride the wave much. He just kind of goes out and plays golf and turns in a scorecard and does it again. Yeah, I'll tell you what, he's probably one of the best in the world of flipping the switch when it comes to focusing on golf and just laying low at home and having a few beers and watching TV. He's, he's probably top ten in the world on that. You are not kidding. <laughs> There's a stat out there for that, I'm sure. And, yeah, Harry probably rank up there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and top ten in the world with uh, no buttons. Yes. You know, it's incredible. <laughs> with the shades. Oh, yeah. It's great. What's that? Yeah, full chest hair. <laughs> Reed, that's what I'm saying. You need to have an image. Higgs has an image. He's built this. Everyone loves him. This could be you, Reed, with the neon outfit. No chance in hell. <laughs> yeah that's funny he's a good dude i always root for him I, I hope he wins soon he's he's due for sure yeah is it is it like cool seeing a bunch of guys that you've played with and you obviously have competed against and beaten them in rounds and they've been you in rounds just seeing them up there being like you know you could do the same thing oh yeah for sure um even last week they were all texting me like way to go dude you know keep it up just words of encouragement so it's nice to see that they're watching me too. And yeah, I mean, it's such a fine line, you know, they've, they've done it. They've gone through Q school. They've gone through corn Ferry, and they've, some of them have won a couple of them have won on the PGA tour too. So it's good to see. And I'm excited for them whenever they play. Well, I'm, I'm never jealous, honestly. I'm, I'm just always excited to see them play well because it just gives a lot of people hope, you know, especially people that, uh, they know as well um, that I'm friends with. So, um, yeah, it's just fun to see for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, so uh, this week, as we as we sort of mentioned, it's the PGA Championship. We got Reed out there at uh, Harding Park. Congrats to Reed. It's their first major for him and Hope. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, even, even being that there was no fans, it was kind of an eerie feeling driving down the driveway the first day up. Uh, just the respect of, you know, you work your whole life to get to somewhere and, and you finally do it. And it's just, uh, 
kind of take a step back and look at the whole process and but you know just keep putting your nose to the ground and keep working with the same routine as you know always and once this week is done you marry on to the next just like anything but it is special it, it's cool and knowing my first major would be during the covid times with, with no fans it'll definitely bring back memories that's for sure yeah, we're, yeah we're, it's 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 hubbard's first major i did not real i did not know that yeah it's his first major wow that's awesome good for him finally finally done it man but, but uh it's been fun along the way that's for sure yeah sweet many more to come and then i know like uh you guys are probably going to be in some wgc's at least next year i don't know if you for sure made it in but i feel like that helps a ton getting into all the events it's sort of like once you're in the wgc's it's sort of pretty hard to fall out of it because you're getting so many points don't say yeah. that <laughs> A lot of it depends on the, the our, I believe our FedEx at the end of the year factors into it too. So, you know, we still got to finish this year out and there's still, you know, obviously the playoffs to come, which is huge. And and then you start going again right away in Napa. Um, yeah. And then you got the U.S. Open. So it's, uh, it's a, there's a lot coming, you know, the only, only the start is here. I mean, it's long fall. the guys who played the swing, all the swing events are really like crushing it. Like even like Lanto Griffin, I think he's still in the top 10. And yeah. uh, we know Lanto, probably a nice guy, but not, we're not really fans. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> he's the guy who beat hubs for, for context. Uh, I love Lanto. He's, he's a great guy. I mean, I, I've played with him a bunch too. He's, he's got a great story. He is so humble and I wish he was, uh, portrayed more on tv and stuff because he is he is one of the best out there like just down to earth you know really honest with people and um yeah he's always been nice to me uh we'll occasionally like send each other instagram messages so it's nice to see him do well as well well yeah no i was kidding we we like lanto i'm sure he's a great guy i actually love how he yeah. plays too big birdie maker and he's he's been great recently but I'll tell you what he can get. He can get as hot as anyone, man. For he sure, he's quick when he's playing well. Yeah, he rolls the rock. I believe that. I got a question for you, Reed. Mark kind of touched on it a little bit, but talking about Harding Park, there, how's it looking? Like I've I've seen you know some some murmurings out there that they're letting it kind of get pretty tough, at least, especially. If it's not going to be, it's it's cool in San Francisco, so it's not going to play like hard and fast, and um, you're not going to get a lot of roll out of drives. Um, so Dude, I'll I mean, tell you what, you better you better be hitting fairways this week. Yeah. If there's some areas that if you pay attention to and you kind of note them that are mowing down a little bit or maybe a little more bare because for whatever reason it didn't grow as much, but most of the golf course and, and around the greens is it's wet, thick, rough, that it's just, it's gnarly. Yeah. And, you know, if it was, if it was dry and, and a little more wispy, I don't know if it would be that bad. Like it would still be deep and whatnot, you know, and, and thick, but it, it wouldn't be, you could get through it a little more, you know, that wetness definitely makes it a factor sticking to the golf club and flipping it over, you know, one way or the other. Yeah, I see this more of like almost a, a U.S. Open setup, the way they kind of – I heard they kind of pinched the fairways a little more than usual and, like you said, are letting it grow out around the greens a little more. So it'll be interesting to see where the final score is. This, uh, there, there's, a few, there's a few drives and it's like the landing area is real small. 
Yeah. Like, you better hit a good one. But they're generally on holes where there's maybe a little more opportunity. And yeah. so if you hit it out of position a little bit, like, it's not – you're not, like, completely beyond the eight ball, you know. I just think it's it's making you hit golf shots in a timely manner when they're, when they're needed. And, and But that's – if we're talking about a PGA Championship, I mean, why not, why not? As long as it's fair. That's, that's the only thing these guys ask for is it's fair. And, you know, they keep – you know, they don't let it get baked out like on 16 at Mirfield when we landed it six inches from the cup and it rolled 36 paces through the green. So, uh, you that's know, it, it, that's, that's, I guess that's the biggest thing. Like, these guys just want it fair. Like, you know, made the best man in, and you tip your cap at the end, and at the end of the day, like, you move on to the next tournament. Has Mark many, ever played there? I know it's a it's a public course, so I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. How many wedges are you guys? Did you guys hit in the like on the course today in the greens? And how many wedges do you think the long guys are hitting into the greens? There's not a whole lot of wedges out. There's a couple. There's a couple. Yeah. Uh, but there's not a whole lot. Like, a lot of them are just 500 yard par fours. There's a couple of them. Um, you know, maybe not quite 500. Maybe like 475 or. Uh, but and like I said, it's wet, so we're not getting a lot of release. Uh, you know, the balls are sticking. You know, they're, they're released on the green a little bit, but they're not. You know, they're sticking pretty decent, and so you can't. You know, that breaks like a little bit, and it's just the areas of the fairway. The landing areas are pinched, and so the rough's a little longer in those areas, and you can you get it out of position. It's, it's a good test of golf. Yeah. I think it'll be very, very interesting to see because I think the really only true defense against, like, all these guys who are learning how to bomb it so far is not to lengthen courses, but to, like you said, like, pinch fairways, make greens smaller, make misses around the greens even worse than they usually are. So I don't I don't think – there's not enough real estate in the in the world to make – make these courses long enough for the likes of Bryson DeChambeau, you know? <laughs> yeah. Talking about Bryson, what do you, what do you guys think happens with him? I mean, he's been like atrocious approaching the green. He's been incredible putting. It's sort of like the opposite of what you would think. I, if he misses fairways, this might be like a disaster for him, but at the same time, he might just go off. I was sitting at breakfast with Tim Tucker as caddy this morning. Uh, and we were just kind of, you know, talking about, some of the whole like, played together in Detroit and whatnot, and some of the lines he's taken. It's incredible how much different they think about a golf course. So not even they, you know, some different people think about a golf course different, you know, but just the way he thinks about it, it's very interesting. It's just very um, down to, you know, science and numbers and, and the easiest way to get from point A to point B and blah, blah, blah. Do you think it'll work for them this week or uh, no comment? I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I think whoever drives the ball the well, the best this week, I think I think a top ten in driving this week, you'll have a chance of winning if if you're playing decently everywhere else. Yeah. Not, I mean, I, I think if you hit twelve fairways around, eleven fairways around, which is going to be pretty dang good out here, you uh, you've done well. Is Ryan Armour in the event? Because uh, this is his to lose then. <laughs> It's long. I mean, it's long. You know, that's the thing is there's length to it, too. It's narrow, but it's, it, there, there's some length, especially with it being softer. And it's got, like, a very mixed bag of, like, holes. There's some, like, 350-yard 
par fours and then there's yeah some that are like 470 500 and then there's like the 600 yard par five and yeah, exactly like accuracy helps but you have to be hitting it like 320 also in the middle of the fairway so uh really narrowing it down it'll be interesting the wind's been blowing a little bit too yes the whole i was looking at the holes for the event and one really stuck out i'm sure uh you know which one the eighth hole it is a 251 yard par three. First of all, that's like impossible. <laughs> Dude, I mean, there's a bunker there in the front left. That if, be a lot of balls in that bunker. <laughs> if if there's any pin but the middle right or back right, the, the green green kind of swings around, but that very far right hole location on the right half of the green. If there's any pin position but that pin position to, with that bunker, it's going to be pretty dicey. What club is Hubs hitting in there? I mean, it's going to be a hybrid four, four iron or a little – we got a new little uh, – Depends what the wind is. Yeah, I mean, it, it can change, man. It, it can, it, you know. I want to play like 20 mile per hour winds blowing against you guys one day just to see everyone go driver. It's well, what's your, do you, what's your draw for Thursday or what's your tea time? Uh, we are, what I see late early. I only got the first one. The second one hasn't come oh. through. Let me see. The late early, early late. Let me see here. Cause yeah, late. I think I saw Thursday afternoon supposed to pick up to you about guys are 20 late. miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think the winning score is going to be after four rounds? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know because I don't know how dry it's going to get. You know, yeah. if it if it dries out, it'll get easier in areas and harder in areas. But I mean, if we go shoot four three under four rounds, I think that'll have that probably win. Yeah, I think, I so. think so. Four I think twelve or thirteen, fourteen under might win. Yeah, and that's that, that. That's what I think you kind of break it down to is you you go out each day, and you're literally trying to make three. I mean, you're trying to make more than three birdies. But if you go, if you go play eighteen holes of golf, hypothetically, and it's very hard to do this, and go make three birdies and fifteen pars, and you hit it to thirty feet every hole, which you're obviously not going to do, but hypothetically. Like, you go in with that kind of plan, like, and you execute, you know, you're hitting the ball well off the tee and hitting it to the center of the green. You know, that's genuine. You play well. And so I think that's a major. You, you try not to get too greedy at times. Yeah, for sure. Take advantage of the par fives that, that you have with wedges. You know, get, get those up and down half the time, if anything. Uh, yeah, play the par threes even par. There you go. Right. That's the problem. There's only like one par five that you could get there in two. I guess maybe what is it, the fourth or fifth hole, the 600 plus yard. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's all depending on wind, though. I mean, I saw a little uh, practice round from Tiger, and apparently he reached that 600 yarder in two. But who knows what the wind was doing? He said the wind was in two. Oh no, I don't know what the wind was doing. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, yeah, it's, uh, go on. Yeah, a lot of these, a lot of these holes have a little bit of turn to them too. So you get, you get some sort of a crosswind, and now your your angle of your second shot 
a lot, a lot of this on some of these holes are, is a little bit different. So you start messing with that wind and figuring, is it down a little bit or into a little bit? And it's obviously off the left, let's say, but it's kind of teetering down and into, and, you know, that can play a difference in five or six paces. Um, you know, maybe a little more or less, but it's, it's, you know, that, that kind of stuff makes the golf course tougher in itself. Yeah. Yeah, is there anything else uh, you guys wanted to preview for this week's event? We, we could talk a little about last week and JT's big win. Do we what, about, what, what about Spieth going for the career slam? Yeah. No one's talking about it. Nobody's talking about it. This is what <laughs> happened. That's crazy. Could happen. Could happen. He's. This is like, I feel like in one of the, he's not going to win one of these events, I think, that's like 25 under wins it. Uh, I feel like if it's playing tough, he has a good chance. I mean, we saw like Memorial, he was missing the fairway by like a hundred yards and making par. Yeah. It sounds to me like it's a gritty type of week and that's like perfect for him. You know, it's like, yeah, it's going to be cold. It's going to be wet. It's going to be long. And like, if you're hitting it to 30 feet every day, I want him to be putting. So I don't know. It just seems like he's waiting for his time this week. Yeah. Who knows? He's got to hit like, the driver wall, obviously. There's, like, so many people who could win this week, like, more than, like, most majors, I feel like, recently. Even, like, Jason Day, who's been terrible for the past, like, year. He has three straight top six finishes. It's like... Well, let's, let's get into it, then. Mark, are you taking Jordan Spieth? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll take one of my buddies over okay, him. Okay. Because he is so all over the place, you know? That's what it seems like, but... Man, he's he's so about momentum. Like, if he finds something, who knows? He's streaky. Yeah, no one who you got. Well, Zach, I uh, – Oh, God, I, you guys are all homers. I'm going to be the only one giving a real pick. No, I, I got a real pick because – and part of me is doing this because um, I usually don't pick him. And – I think it'd be crazy if he if he does the, if he pulls this off, but I and I kind of almost want to put the jinx on him because I really don't want him to win because we'll see. It's not Tiger. But yeah, I'm going with Brooksy. <laughs> I think Brooksy could win. Um, that'd be incredible a, a three peat in the PGA. You know, he was going for it at the U.S. Open last year and got second place, which is incredible. Um, and we saw a good showing from him last week. So, why not? I mean, it's major championship season, so why not go with Brooke? Yeah, no, that's fair. And uh, my pick, I mean, we obviously – we can't pick Hubbard. We're basically making it we can't pick Hubbard because then it's just going to be a terrible show. That's fair. So, my pick, I, we were talking about him a bit. I think it's like either he's going to win this week or he's going to be terrible. It's Bryson because <laughs> if he is driving it well – there are three holes that he could drive the green on, which could be birdies. Like you said, if, if he makes five birdies around one bogey, 12 pars, I think he'll win the tournament. I mean, both par fives he could reach in two. He's just going to, like, keep blasting it. And if he somehow doesn't lose nine shots on approach like last week. Yeah, or make a like, 10. Did he lose 10 in the end? No, I said, or make a 10. Didn't he make a 10, like, a couple weeks ago? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I don't know how he's been, like, even contending with losing so many shots on approach. It's, like, impossible. But uh, my pick's Bryson. I like I'll, I'll, make, I'll make an official pick. 
I got one. He's going for the San Francisco double. Webb Simpson. I like that. Ooh. Yeah. I think he hits his long I think he hits his long clubs really well. And that's what that's what he has to do this week. He's a great long iron player. Yeah. Yeah. Is Paul back on the bag, do we know? I don't know. Yeah, he was off last week for the first time in like twenty years. Yeah. That's interesting because, I mean, they work so good together. So, I don't know. What a team. I haven't seen them. Reed, do you, like, look at Paul and Webb and you're like, that could be us one day? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, Paul, Paul's actually a pretty cool dude. Yeah, we've had him yeah, on the friend show. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Yeah, he uh, – every time you talk to him, you know, it's – he's very friendly and, tra- you know, he's very uh, – he gives everyone – the time of day, you know, which is which is cool. And, and at the end of the day, uh, that's what we all got to do. And but yeah, he, I love Paul. Good dude. He told us he would send Tiger an office meme for us, and I don't think he ever did, though. <laughs> so we're gonna need to have him back on to discuss. <laughs> Speaking of Tiger, I think he's. Um, let's, I mean, he, the super groups this week. Wow, Tiger, JT, and Rory. That's gonna be fun um, yeah. for for all of us viewing at home. And then. Uh, he drew, I think, a favorable, a favorable draw. Sorry to get repetitive there, but um, it's good for Tiger if he goes early Thursday, late Friday, because then he has this large gap in between to rest up that back, so he gets he's not like back to back tee times with a late early. So he's got that working for him. Maybe um, some uh, rigging there by uh, PGA Championship <laughs> tee time folks. I'm not gonna lie, definitely could be. <laughs> Does Reed? Maybe you know who does the tee times. How's it decided? I couldn't even. I know it's something to do with the PGA Tour, but I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure that, that there's categories in normal in normal events. You play out of like categories, basically. And so, the people who have been succeeding tend to get better tee times and blah blah blah. Uh, but I don't know how. I honestly don't. I could. I couldn't tell you. I think the PGA of America does it. Uh, all, all the majors do their own thing, you know. Like yeah, the Masters right. obviously makes their tee times. Uh, U.S. Open, I'm sure, does. I'm pretty sure. But like, and like a normal event, it's obviously the PGA as well. Yeah. 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 But there must be some sort of like randomizer for what exact time you get, or they're just like Benny Ann, you're always first. No, and that, that's that's what I was saying. Like, it play, you play out of categories, like on 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 like normal season events, like. You tend to play with some of the same guys a little bit. Yeah. Uh, All I know is Benny Ann and Emiliano Grillo are always first. (laughs) Benny Ann always tweets about it. He's like, another week, another first tee. Wow. Yeah. Official starters. Every week. Hey, but Tiger's got the long game to work at, but as in the long iron game. We'll see if the driver is cooperating with him. And then uh, putting is we'll, – we'll see how that's going. But I know he's been grinding over the putter for a couple of weeks now. And then what I'm skeptical, skeptical of is his short game. He, it seems like he always, like, gets better later into the season with his short game. Like, it'll start getting really good near the end. Like, if you remember, like – PGA just making me get in my feels and think about in 2018 when at Bell Reeve and his short game was dynamite. I mean, he, he couldn't drive the ball worth a dang and like scrambling was, insane. he was scrambling for birdies all the time. So we'll see. I don't know. Do you guys have a dark horse pick? 
the screen? Uh, I don't know if it's a dark horse, but I guess it is. I think he's coming in at like 90 to 1 or something. I think Sung JM is just being completely Start. slept on. I mean, he hasn't been good since the restart, but he was just crushing it before. I'm big into uh, long term here. Nice. That's a good pick. What about you? What about you, Mark? I'm going to go with my boy Kurt Kitayama. Oh, so you I have to get he, it I in there. He's a big sleeper. <laughs> You had to get it in, Kiriyama. You're like, I'm going to bring in a new segment. <laughs> no, I mean, he is he is so long, and he'll if he hits his driver good, he's gonna he's gonna do well. Is he how how far does he drive it, dude? I like I carry my driver like 290. He outdrives me by 30 in the air, and he he's about five inches shorter than me. How does someone hit the ball that far with that height, like? Just seems he's got he's got some of the strongest legs, uh, and he he's got great hands. He's got good footwork. It's just it's really cool to watch. Yeah, I always feel like it might be like partially also. Like, could they like contort their body sort of more than the average person their size? Oh yeah, for sure. But I think most of it is like he's got so much leg strength. Like a lot of the bombers do, you know, they have just thick legs. It's just that's where the mass comes into play, you know. It'll yeah. be interesting to see how like Justin Thomas does after winning. If he has a little winning hangover, if if Rory can climb up the leaderboard or or John Rom. I haven't seen a lot of people talking about Xander at all, really. I mean, granted, I don't think he's really played that much or well yet um in the restart so i i look to maybe a maybe a first time pg or a major championship winner might snag it this week too yeah i really like justin too because justin lost stroke cutting last week and still won which i feel like is very difficult on the pga tour to lose stroke that, yeah he had like negative strokes game putting negative strokes game putting he was like negative 0.25 Holy crap. Like, I don't know when the last time that's happened. That means you're hitting it really good. Really good. But yeah, no, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, JT, I still feel like he's so, like, overlooked. Maybe it's, like, his personality and stuff. He's a quieter guy. But, like, he's he won three times this year already. He's won majors. That's the thing I love. That's the thing I love about the majors. It's, like, you always forget a couple guys and you're like, oh man, if he wins this week, oh, it's like you always think about the what ifs about majors. Regular tour events just a normal week, but like when it comes to major championships, you're like, oh man, this this could be the week for him, you know? It's like he's building up to it and this and that. And there's this guy and you know, anything can happen seems exactly. like oh, this is uh where Patrick Reed gets fifty percent of the uh, grand slam here. <laughs> <laughs> that honestly that'd be really interesting if you did that. Yeah, I just want yeah. The haters will be out in full force. <laughs> sure. Or I would love to see Tony Fina win after like a couple of weeks of like blowing it and then just comes out and proves everyone wrong. Just gets the, the winning monkey off his back and the major championship all in one foul swoop. That Puerto <laughs> Rico open curse will be gone. <laughs> yeah. So we, we could talk a little bit about uh, guys last week. I don't know about you, Alec. When you're near the top of the leaderboard, do you find you play better or worse? I know last week we – we had on a guest, and he was saying that Joel Damon, when he's near the top of the leaderboard, he plays better. Last week, we saw Fowler, Benny Ann, and Brendan Todd all completely blow up 
and finish like T20. Yeah, I mean, you try to tell yourself you play better, but, man, dude, it just changes every time you're there. I don't know. It's a lot of things A lot of things happen. But I don't know. I feel like I play – the way I play, it's hard for it to go wrong really quick. So I feel like I play better when I'm near the lead. But, I mean, yeah, like I said, who knows? It changes. How, how would you, like, describe your game when you say that uh... – it's hard for you to just blow up. Um, I'm really good off the tee. I, I, if I have to get in and play, I do it. Um, and I'm pretty tactical when it comes to, like, course management. I try to hit the proper shot, especially when I'm feeling good about my swing. Um, you know, I feel like that's, that's a big part of uh, staying in it down the stretch. I guess, you know, with other guys, they can be aggressive and try to go for it. And, you, and sometimes it doesn't pay off, and sometimes it does. So I feel like with my game, I'm pretty tactical with that stuff. So it, uh, I play the percentages, I guess, most of the time. So you just said you're, you're, you're basically saying you're not as aggressive as some of the other guys on tour, and you just had 29 birdies and an eagle <laughs> in 72 holes. <laughs> well, that's, that's probably not the correct way to say it because there's times to be aggressive and times when you know you shouldn't be aggressive, so. I, I still like to be aggressive, you know, but I just decide when and when it's smart. In Colorado, you just saved it all for the event. When there's enough opportunity to outweigh the risk. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's what I think. Uh, like Bryson needs to get figured out. He, uh, I feel like he just goes for it every single time, just all in. But uh, be- before we close things off, we have we have a little bit of trivia we like to do on the show, Mark. I don't know if. Uh, Reed, you had anything ready, but I feel like Nolan's got some uh, Tiger fun fact ready for us. Yeah, let me uh, – I got something. Um, I uh, oh, I thought I had pulled up something uh, related to PGA Tour – or, sorry, the PGA Championship. Um, but it is fleeting me. So I will, I will give a little nugget here of Tiger stats that – not many of us may know, but um, just very random. Uh, we all know Tyler as like a long hitter historically. You know, through his heyday, he was always one of the longest, if not the longest on tour. But he has actually never led the tour in driving distance for a, for a full season. Um, he's um, got second four, four different times. Um, but even with – all the guys is talking about how he just pounds it down there all the time, um, which he did, but other guys were, were doing it far more. And that was probably had to do with John Daly being, being around during that time. And that, I mean, that kind of ties into the PGA. The last uh, time Tiger won at TPC Harding Park was against John Daly in a playoff um, that we kind of historically know John three-putted uh, the, one of the playoff holes to bogey, which kind of deflated the, the win for Tiger. But um, it'll be interesting to see how, how Tiger does this year. He said, he said it's a totally different course. So we'll see. Did you hear him say that in one of the press conferences that there are three majors that he knew he was going to win? Yeah. Like, I knew I just had to show up and not have a heart attack. He literally, yeah, he said, as long as I basically don't die, he's like, I just got to keep my heartbeat alive. He said, going into – the 97 Masters, the 2000 
British in the 2000 U.S. Open. He's like, I literally just have to stay alive, and I know I'm going to win this thing because I'm, <laughs> I'm that good right now. This is incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> well, I will say I do not have a uh, geography deal ready, but I will give a little geography tidbit to those listening. I have a question too, Reed, because I knew you weren't, you didn't have anything, so I, I came prepared with hey, one. I was coming in hot from the golf course, man. That's why yeah, I have uh, one ready. So I'll give you a little, I'll give a little geography tidbit. Don't miss your exit when you're <laughs> on a highway going to the golf course. What? Because if you do miss the exit and you don't catch the little ramp at the very last second to avoid it and go through a neighborhood, you will have to go across the Golden Gate Bridge and pay a toll to come back. Oh, no. So do, not get, do not get stuck going that way. Just an FYI for all listeners. Well, yeah, those, free, those freeways in the Bay Area can get really confusing really fast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Quickly. yeah. Yeah, well, Reed, I saved you. Mark, every single week we like to do a trivia based on the state that the tournament is in. It's this Sounds one, good. It's not as advanced as Reed. I know Reed comes with, like, real quality questions. This one's not the best question, but we all know L.A. is the most populous city in California. So do you guys know what the second most populated, state, most populated city is? Mark, as the guest, you get first guess. In California. In California. LA is number one. Yeah. Uh, I guess San Diego. San Diego? Hmm. Means mm-hmm. whale's vagina, according to that. <laughs> <laughs> that's so uh, that's funny. You've got to think it's either like San Diego, Sacramento, or San Francisco. But What about Fresno? <laughs> up there. What about, Don't say Fresno. What about Fullerton? <laughs> Give your guess. Me, I'm gonna go. Just think of, I. This is bad if none of you guys get it. Maybe it's Anaheim. Uh, uh, I'm trying to read you, Zach. I don't know. <laughs> I'll go Sacramento. I'm gonna say Sacramento. Yeah. Sacramento. Wow. Well, Sacramento is number six. Oh. I tried to egg you guys into saying San Francisco because that's where the tournament is. The only one who got it right, and I, I fooled you again, Nolan. You just completely fell for my trap. Mark is spot on. It is San Diego. <laughs> yes. San Diego. Diego. 1.4 wow. million people. Wow. Mark, it's a lovely place, too. The winner of the uh, geography contest. Uh, it was really an honor. Uh, you should be honored. <laughs> pretty I'm, good, I'm pretty good at geography. Your geography host will be back next week. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Whatever your excuse for this week. With the trophy. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to get a trophy. Maybe he won't be back. He probably won't be back if he's got a trophy. <laughs> I'll tell you this. If, if, we, if, we, if we win this upcoming week, the podcast will be delayed till Tuesday or Wednesday, and it will not happen on Mondays. And are we thinking neon hair? <laughs> oh, boy. I'll shave it. I'll, I'll go bald. How about that? Bald and no beard. No chance. <laughs> Bald and you do like, you know, when the people do like the, uh, the knot at the end, like a bun for your beard. <laughs> if I can get it, when I get it long enough, I will. Okay. Deal. Good. Close right. enough. Mark and uh, you're, you're out there playing an event this week as well. Yeah. It starts tomorrow. Actually. Uh, tee off at like eight ten Eastern time. 
Oh, geez. So, uh, good thing we're ending this show now. Uh, we'll be following along and, uh, we wish you for sure the best of luck. And now as a fan of the pod, you just let us know who you don't like on there. And then when I head out, I'll partner with them and we'll send them like mean tweets because now Reed's on Twitter. I mean, I don't dislike anyone, but, uh, It'd yes. be funny to prank a good friend or something. That that'd be good. Fair, fair. We'll we'll get them. Okay. Awesome. We'll, we'll discuss. Thanks, but thanks Mark, so much for coming it. on, Mark. We really appreciate it, and we'd love to have you on again soon. It was great. Yeah. Thanks for bringing me on. It was fun. Good All luck right, this week, Reed. Thank you. Best of luck to you.